arm yourself because no one else here will save you. The odds will betray you. Are you willing to die? The coldest blood runs through my veins. You know my name. Bum, 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 bum. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies. The podcast where Matt and Todd go see a movie at our local Regal Cinema, uh, which is in Columbia off of Stone River, the old UA, old UA, United Artist, just in case anyone was curious. And uh, then we sit in the parking lot. We talk about the movie. Do we like it? Do we not like it? Should you see it in theater? Should you wait for a streaming service? And hopefully everyone learns something, including ourselves, maybe even about ourselves. I am Todd Domer. And I'm Matt Malloy. And yes, we are back for another exciting episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies. Tonight we saw the new James Bond movie, uh, No Time to Die. No Time to Die. No Time to Die. Um, this is the, we believe, last movie for Daniel Craig playing uh, James Bond. Um, so he was back for his, his final, final curtain call. Um, unless something crazy happens in the future with him playing that role again. But I yeah. think he's said... I think he's done. This is the But, end. I mean, honestly, if a movie studio flashes you enough money, who knows? Who does? Well, so, yes. Yeah, so we saw this movie. It's got, uh, got, a, got a few famous people in it. Obviously, Daniel Craig reprising his role as James Bond. We had Ralph Fiennes. Fiennes, how do you say it? Fiennes, I think. Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes. I could be wrong. Played M. We had uh, Rami Malek yep. as uh, the big baddie in this movie. Um, who else? Uh, we had um, Naomi Harris, who okay. we just talked about right, in the right. last movie, because she's in... Venom. Okay. Uh, we've got... Uh, there's like two or three more people. We have Jeffrey Wright, who is Felix. Okay. He's been in a whole bunch of stuff. We've got Christoph Waltz as Blofeld. Ah, uh, yes. He's uh, back. And then I think the only person we haven't mentioned is uh, Ana de Armes, who played Paloma. She's only in it for about 20 minutes. Okay. Um, but she has been in some stuff. She was in Blade Runner. She was in Knives Out. Gotcha. Um, and I believe she was in War Dogs, too, which we saw. War Dogs. Um, yeah, she was. And I think that's about it. Okay. And and a picture of, of, of Dame Judy Dench. Judy Dench. Was in the movie. Yes, <laughs> so, correct. Always got a shout out to the old Judy Dench. Yeah, I thought that was a nice little touch to put that in there. Yeah. Um, okay, so what's this movie about? Well, it's complex. There's a lot going on in this movie. I'll do my best. Yeah, it's also like you got to tiptoe through some stuff because anything could be a spoiler <laughs> at this point. This is true, so I'll try okay, to be we'll, careful. We'll be using some broad strokes here. Some broad strokes, yes. <laughs> Uh, so the movie opens with this little girl and uh, her father's some kind of assassin and her mother's some kind of drunk. And then um, 
someone comes and invades their home looking for the the assassin father and ends up killing her mother and ends up the little girl runs out on some ice and falls through and um, ends up getting saved by the person who was there to to kill the father so then flash forward to uh, James Bond is with the grown-up little girl um, and they are having uh, a romance and James Bond is I think retired at that point from being Madeline is her name yes Madeline um, Madeline what's her last name heart flow lamb bird I don't know it's just in IMDB it just says Madeline <laughs> yeah. Doctor, I think they were just on a, a a love escapade. I think you're supposed to. This movie is supposed to pick up pretty much right after Spectre ended, which okay. is Spectre ended with them driving away into the sunset, basically. Gotcha. Um, In the old Aston Martin, right? It would be. Well, I'll get to that. So, uh, so yeah, they're on a romantic escapade. And, um, then, uh, they're kind of trying to get closure on different things and, like, prepare for a life together. Um, and then suddenly things, things go awry. There's an explosion and, uh, uh, James Bond believes that Madeline has betrayed him and... That Spectre is around and all this stuff's going down and there's big fight scenes. And uh, so then, anyway, he, he breaks it off with her and, and moves into retirement. So then we flash forward five years and James Bond is on some, some little uh, island in the Caribbean um, and uh, living, living his best life. And then once again, he gets sucked back in through, through his friend Felix... Uh, he's had some dealings with in the past and uh, ends up ends up doing trying to do his friend Felix a favor and kind of capture this Russian scientist person and uh, also so this is a CIA favor and also at the same time James Bond's replacement um, in the double O's has has come to do basically the same thing. So they're kind of competing to try and capture this um, German scientist. Uh, and then, uh, well, and then what happens without a spoiler? <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> I think I think it's okay for you to say stuff takes a turn. There are plenty <laughs> of twists and turns, and it's hard to tiptoe through that. So. Yeah. It is. Huge broad strokes here. You know, obviously everything, like most movies, builds to a crescendo and uh, a big showdown and the bad. <laughs> and right. uh, there's, there's like fallout from that showdown and all that kind of stuff. So Right. So, so all that happens in the Caribbean. And then um, the German scientist ends up getting, getting taken away by the, the villain. Uh, or a villain. <laughs> There's yeah. multiple villains as well. Um, but neither James Bond, on behalf of the CIA, or uh, 007 replacement agent girl, uh, come away with the, with the Russian scientist. 
So, uh, everybody gets sucked back to London where they re-energize uh, themselves and decide to, to pursue several different angles, including talking to this... Uh, the 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 guy from the last movie Blofeld, Blo, Blofeld um, who's in a psychiatric facility, uh, and and all of this is to stop kind of this worldwide uh, targeted DNA virus from getting out. Um, and so after some more twists and turns, we end up going to a disputed island between Russia and Japan where this virus is now being mass produced and uh, James Bond has to go there and solve things. And I, I think I'm going to leave it there. Yeah. And that's, that's probably enough without spoiling many of the, the well done twists and turns of the movie. Um, yeah. There's a big, big fight scene and a big, uh, crescendo moment uh, with the island as well. So, so I'll leave it there. And Todd, you will give your thoughts on No Time to Die. I will. Um, I think first thing I have to say about this movie is that I was engaged in this movie from start to finish. Like I was enthralled by what was happening in this movie. Like. Not only because I like the Bond movies and I would consider myself a loose Bond fan, not like a, a Bond snob or anything like that, but, um, and, and my personal journey with the Daniel Craig movies, I was very let down by Spectre, which was the last movie, and it was very clear that that movie was supposed to be the send-off, so I was pretty happy that they decided to kind of try to do a better send-off, which is what this movie felt like. And it, they definitely did much better. Um, if you're a, a Bond fan, it definitely follows the formula of this Bond series. First one was good. Second one, not so good. Third one was good. Fourth one, not so good. So we're back to the odd number, and I think things are great in this movie. And um, like, all the typical things you would expect from a Bond movie. It's got, you know, tight wordplay with people and, like, um, banter that's, like, good and earned banter, I think. Not just, like, comic relief banter that's just there for no freaking reason, like most movies that you watch today. Um, really, really great action scenes. Really great, um, you know, fighting, shooting. Very, like, I think very on par with what I think shooting and fighting scenes should be nowadays. Um, they certainly didn't like phone it in on some of this stuff. Um, there are certain things in this movie that I think you, if you haven't watched the Daniel Craig movies, then I would probably watch them before you watch this movie. Like, I don't think all Bond movies, you can say that, but certainly these, the, you know, this is supposed to wrap up, this movie's supposed to wrap up everything that involved the first four movies. So there's references to every single movie that Daniel Craig's been in during this movie. And it's almost like, I think you miss a part of it if you haven't seen them all. So I, I would definitely suggest that you see them all. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like the twisty turns. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Rami Malek, but you know, I thought he did pretty well. I mean, I think everyone did pretty well to great in this movie. I think, 
um, there weren't too many like weak links that I could pick out or anything like that. Um, and honestly, I just had a, a great time with this movie. I was I was engaged in the story. I was you know at times on the edge of my seat, wondering what the heck is going to happen next, or where are we going from here, or like what's happening. And so all all mostly almost all good things to say about this movie. Um, I. You know, I don't even know. The, the the negatives to this movie are things that are my personal hang-ups. Like, again, we have another movie where there's a, like not, there's a secret organization and then there's a, a another super secret organization that no one knows about. <laughs> and man, has that been the formula for any movie uh, for like the past five to ten years, it feels like. You know, especially coming off of like, Shang-Chi and Black Widow. It's like all these secret organizations that no one knows about is, is, is feeling a bit formulaic. And it's like, sometimes it feels like they're not earned in a sense. This one just popped up. It was kind of just smashed in. It felt like they needed something to get in here to, to really drive the story. And it, it just felt like they were just throwing it in. They did their best to kind of, show enough backstory to see where this kind of came into and stuff like that. But it, it felt a little shoehorned for the secret organization. Like how, like, you know, especially a secret organization that's fighting another evil sort secret organization. And yet, <laughs> right. Like they know about each other, but then no one else in the world knows about them. It's like, it's just, it's a little hard for me, but this is James Bond. This is, if I were to, if I were to pick out where, stories like that belong it's this kind of movie like you know spy espionage you know fit in black widow and stuff like that like when you're dealing with spy espionage that's where these super, super secret organizations that no one knows about belong you know that's kind of what makes it a spy movie and stuff like that so yeah that, that's just a tiny hang-up for me um but you know you guys are looking for my gut reaction to this movie and I'm going to be picking it apart probably for the next couple of days, like really thinking about it. I really wish that I had watched all the movies again before we came into this movie. So if, if someone's listening to this and you were thinking about doing that, I strongly recommend it. Um, but otherwise I think it's a fantastic send off to Daniel Craig Bond. Like, I'm, you know, I hope he's done. I hope, I don't know what the future of the franchise holds, like, but I hope he's done and I don't know where they're going to go from here, but um, it was a fantastic send-off, I thought. Uh, Daniel Craig brought it, as always, in the Bond movie. It's funny, also, because, like, you know, it's about, I don't know, what, 15 years since the, last, since the first Daniel Craig movie? And, like, he really does just look... He looks like 15 years or 16 years have gone by. Like, I mean, he's like that, like... I like, I'm not saying they did prosthetics or anything, but I like the fact that you're seeing Bond in retirement. He looks retired. Like, at one point, I was like, does he got a gut going on? Like, it's <laughs> uh, like, I was like, okay, all right, I'm with it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to keep prattling on about this. But overall, if I can recap all my thoughts, I think if you're, if you're inclined to see this type of movie, absolutely see it in theaters. I think... Uh, it's what theaters are for. It's big. It's got big, huge shots and big, huge fight scenes and stuff like that. Um, 
I think if you're a Bond fan, you're going to like this Bond movie. If you're not a Bond fan, I think you could still like this movie. I think it's like it touches on the typical Bond points, but it also goes in places that no Bond movie has ever gone before. Um, and I'm not going to not going to go any further into that because we're spoiler free here. But I really enjoyed that. I feel like we really went places that we haven't been before with this character. So after 30 some odd movies. So. Yeah, that's it for me. I'm a, I'm a thumbs up. Go see it. Especially in theaters. Um, yeah, that's me. Matt? Well, um, you call yourself a loose Bond fan. I would call myself not really a Bond fan at all. <laughs> um, and if there's one major down point for me is I felt like things were being referenced and I was like, I have no idea. I don't remember this right. character. I don't remember much about what Spectre is. Right. I don't remember the guy who is in the mental institution. Um, so, uh, yes, to your point, a refresher would have been good. Even if I just read, like, the Wikipedia article for yeah. each of the films, I think I would have been in a better spot for understanding what was happening in this movie. However, I will say... This is a good action movie, even if you don't necessarily know all the backstory of everything going on. This is a good action, espionage, uh, thriller uh, movie, uh, whether or not, you know, whether or not you, you get every James Bond thing. Um, and I have seen all the movies, so it was. it's not like there wasn't anything there, no memory of anything. Sure. But it wasn't fresh. It's been a while since the last movie, however long it's been, I don't know. But, um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so that, that is really my only downside is I wish I would have done a refresh of some kind sure. on, on my backstory bond knowledge. Well, I, I don't think you picked up on my song that I sang. I didn't. Which is the Casino Royale oh, okay. bond theme, which is my favorite bond theme. Gotcha. That's why I chose it. Gotcha. Um, I did like Billie Eilish's little version of a bond theme for this movie. thought it was, it was good and, and in, in the flavor of the movie. Um, but I like Billie Eilish in general. So we've talked about this. I don't. You I'm, don't not, I'm not the biggest fan. You don't like her. I also was not the biggest fan of the, the opening song. It's because I don't like her style of singing. I think. Right. I can see that. Um, I did like the the opening sequence with all the graphics that you're used to in, in yeah. a Bond movie. I thought that was well done and well put together. Um, I loved all the little nods to James Bond stuff, you know, when he's drinking his, his shaken, not stirred martini and, you know, a million other things that are thrown at throughout this movie that are just like, yeah, you see that and you're like, okay, I'm with it. <laughs> um, Matt's a weird, uh, weird thought about this movie there's two scenes in this movie where um, Madeline, Dr. Madeline something, sure. uh, is crying. And uh, usually crying happens in movies. It's usually fake. And you, you get, 
you know, people putting eye drops in their eyes and it flowing out. This movie, in both her crying scenes, you get a little snot coming out of her nose. She really t- I was I was zeroed in on that and was like, yeah, we're really going for it. Yes. So To which we give you props for. <laughs> yes, I do give you props for that. Even if it's fake snot that they just put there. <laughs> I thought it enhanced the uh, scene to have that, that going on during her crying scenes. So... <coughs> Man, a little dry tonight. Um, but I, I, you know, overall, I thought this was a well-made movie. Um, it's, it's nice. It's pretty to look at. Um, apparently, they made a 3D version of it, which we did not see. I don't support that. Yeah, we're not 3D people here. Yeah. You want a 3D review? Go do it yourself. Yeah, take that, 3D movie watchers. Um, but, but yeah, if you're a James Bond fan, you're going to see this anyway. You're going to, you're going to see them all no matter what. Yeah, no one's going to convince you not to see it. (laughs) Right. Uh, I do think there's, there's some, um, there's, there's good reason to see it in the theater as far as the action sequences and the nice cinematography, uh, comes across well on the big screen. So I would recommend if you, if you can trust your COVID, uh, defenses, Go to the theater, see this movie. If you can't, hey, see it on your, on a nice nice big uh, TV somewhere, at your friend's house or at your house if you have one. Yeah. And at a store, I'm enjoy. Sure let you put it in the DVD. Yeah. And watch it. Uh, sir, I'd like to watch James Bond. Could I <laughs> just play that? Can Thank I you. rent this TV for two hours and fifteen <laughs> minutes and just stay in the store and watch it? Yeah, yeah, and that's the other thing. This is a pretty long movie. And like you, Todd, I was engaged the entire time and never was really looking at my watch or my phone or yeah. breaking breaking out of it. It's not one of those movies where I completely lost track of time, where I wasn't like, <coughs> whoa, two and a half hours just went by. I wasn't even like, you know, I didn't have that feeling. But like typically for longer movies, there are points where you might look at your clock and you might even if you're somewhat engaged or you're liking the movie you might check because you just want to know and stuff like that yeah i didn't care like yeah um i just was like yeah i don't i don't need to look at anything i want to focus on everything that's in front of me <laughs> yeah so so yeah a good movie like you say good send-off for for daniel craig's james bond um and i'm sure we'll get more of these movies we don't know who will be James Bond, but not Daniel Craig. Unless they wave a whole bunch of money at him. Yeah, I mean, people do things for money, so. People do. I do things for money. Yeah, we all do things for we money. We do. So, that's where I land. Fair. Um, Alright, so. Um, how many... Poisonous plants would you give this movie? <laughs> Which come into play a lot in this movie. Um, obviously, zero being uh, the worst, because then you have no plants to poison, poison your, your enemies. enemies. <laughs> yes. uh, five plants be the best, because then you can almost choose which poison you want from these five That's plants. right. <sighs> uh there are even some plants in this movie which uh, cause you to, to be blinded if you get any in, of their essence in your eye and plants that cause you to uh, be compliant. Yes. So, 
all the all the poisonous plants you could want. Um, I am going to say that I think this was uh, a pretty good movie and not much downside. I'm going to go with uh, 4.2 poisonous plants out of 5. Um, I think it's really everything you could want out of a James Bond movie and everything you could want out of the last James Bond movie for this particular Bond. And so... Sure. That's where I land. 4.2 poisonous plants. Well, Matt, it's been a, a, a good minute since this happened. But <coughs> 4.2 is exactly where I landed as whoop, well. Whoop. Um, like, I don't think it's possible at this point for a James Bond movie to get like a five or anything like that because I mean there are you're always going to see some of the same elements in each James Bond movie right um, why it gets a good rating such a good rating for, from us I feel is that you get those same elephants uh, elephants elements but no you, elephants in this no movie. elephants you get those same elements and then they expand on them and go further than I think any Bond movie has so yeah. um yeah, and honestly, that's just a first impression, and I could I can definitely see my rating going up over time, maybe on a second viewing in the future, and uh, I definitely would be interested in watching, once this comes out, all the Daniel Craig movies mm. into this movie to just, you know, wrap it up nicely and have all the freshness in your mind when you watch this movie, so 4.2s all around! Yes! Well... That's going to wrap it up for this episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies, where we reviewed No Time to Die. I think this is the first time that we've matched numbers, <coughs> and it's been over four. I think you're right about that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, obviously the the average uh, score is 4.2 poisonous plants out of five. Since we both picked that rating, that's the average as well. Um, but, yeah, we like this one. Go see it. And uh, thank you for listening to our podcast. And uh, keep listening, and we'll keep making, and we'll see you next time. Da 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 da.